Hello and welcome to another episode of A Pastor and His People. Uh, today, a special edition, I am here with the pastor of Stony Fork Community Church, Mark Watts. That's me. Mark, you have been a pastor for one month. Correct. How's it feel? It's great. It's had its, uh, its challenges, but also just incredible joys. And really seeing people hungry for the word and getting to hear more of their stories of um, just rejoicing what God is doing is a privilege Um, and then it comes with other stresses and and difficulties also feeling the weight of their their struggles but well well, I'm gonna gonna talk about that in a a minute first why don't you just tell us about your uh, your story of faith how'd you come to know the Lord sure I uh, praise God for Christian parents who you know because they're members of your church um, Jeff and Kim, lovely people. They faithfully taught me the gospel. Um, we were always, you know, I heard the gospel at church, heard the gospel from them. Um, and I think when I, when I was young, uh, probably around 10, uh, I, I, I always believed the gospel was true, but then uh, I realized it applied to me, right? that it was uh, my sin that Jesus died to pay for. Um, so I, I believe God saved me then. I was baptized, uh, made that profession. But my uh, high school years though, was when God did a lot of gospel growth. And he did that by showing me uh, a lot of my own hypocrisy. You know, that I loved the church. I loved serving in the church. I loved being at church, studying scripture. But I also loved friends at school and following them and wanting to be in in certain groups. So God opened my eyes then. I was faithfully discipled by my youth pastor in high school. And so God, I, I did, that's a key moment in my testimony of a lot of gospel growth. And I trust Christ today. And I think his spirit is working faith in me today. So praise God. Amen. So uh, after uh, high school, you went to school in... Uh, North Greenville? North Greenville, yeah, that's right. And then how was your your growth during your college years? Yeah, I I think North Greenville opened up my um, eyes to the wonders of Scripture. That was the first time, you know, we had studied Scripture, but to really get into the the details and how to study Scripture more, uh, God grew my love for His Word and then um, my love for teaching His Word. Um, at the same time, we, uh, you know, I got, Christina and I got married after my second year at North Greenville. And so we were living in Greenville and attended, uh, at the time, it was the church at Cherrydale. And it was a healthy church. And so while my love for the word was growing, God was also growing my love for the local church. Yeah. And it was the first, I think, um, truly healthy church that I had I had been a member of and to see that and to be you know immersed in that was was wonderful Amen. well your youth pastor discipled you right and then you know after uh, college after a little bit of seminary you went down to serve with him down in Georgia is that right that's correct we, we spent a f- several years almost five years in North Carolina as a youth pastor there and then um, when it felt like God was stirring us to, to uh, you know, 
lead pastor or pastoral ministry in that way, uh, we wanted to take a moment, take a breath from yeah. where we were serving and get some more training and experience. So we went down to Georgia and, and served there, really just as faithful church members. I mean, I was, I, I worked basically as an intern, but, uh, but really, I was working outside of the church and then trying to be a faithful church member there. Amen. Well, so we're, we're sitting here, right, in Stony Fork Community Church, and um, you've been only pastor here for a month. Uh, let's share the story of how this even came to be, right? Sure. So you're down in Georgia, and now you're the pastor. What yeah. happened? Uh, God's gracious providence. Uh, <laughs> amen and he, amen. Uh, there was an opportunity we thought might take place in Georgia, uh, but we were uh, trying to navigate what that would look like. And uh, the, the church was going to vote on a new position, and they voted no. And the next day, right, was when I, I we had scheduled a phone call with you. We had our eyes set towards Rock Hill for a while, and God was stirring our heart um, to be closer to our parents and, uh, and and really thinking about that for the long haul for them. And um, so God had orchestrated, right, Pastor Scott here and his heart to eventually retire. He had reached out to, to you, Dave. Uh, we had gotten connected yeah. through my family and other things. And uh, so one of the things I love that the Holy Spirit does, the Holy Spirit is always working, right? And um, we uh, plan our steps, but the Lord directs our steps, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so he's the one who's the one who's orchestrating everything. And right after I got on the phone with Scott, and he said, listen, do you have one of your people that could be ready to be the next pastor? Your name immediately came to mind. Mm -hmm. Not knowing that even, like, I knew that you maybe had the idea to come back to Rock Hill. And then the very, that week, I think you were coming up randomly, right, to visit your family. So we, we had a chance to meet then. Yep. And that afternoon, you met with Scott Carroll, and there was like an immediate connection. Um, and then you do the residency at Park for six months, and then uh, here uh, pastoring. So let me talk a little bit about your time as a resident at Park. Right? Sure. So we kind of did this joint residency, which I think is kind of a unique idea. I don't think it happens very often. Yeah, where, you know, you're a member at Park, you're getting some training at Park, but a lot of your ministry, your discipleship was kind of happening here at Slutty Fork to get to know the church as you kind of gradually grew and responsibilities while, while Pastor Scott was uh, going to retire. Uh, so just tell us a little bit about how did the, the, the residency at Park uh, benefit you and help you become uh, a more uh, trained and equipped pastor. Absolutely. Uh, number one was just, again, being immersed in a healthy church, uh, getting to know church members and their lives and their stories. Uh, then uh, the I, I benefited so much from, we had to read books, so I've had to read books for years and years and years in seminary, but getting together with residents and with uh, you and the staff and discussing that is is incredibly beneficial because it takes what we're learning from those books and instead of um, trying to get a good grade, <laughs> it takes that and actually we're, we're, we're talking out loud about how to apply that in the local church. Um, and then it because of our unique situation and transitioning here to Stony Fork, it was an incredible opportunity for me to come over here during the week and to you know begin discipleship and to meet all, all, pe all the people, meet with Scott and understand this church and then go immediately back to a residency meeting at Park 
and say, hey, here's what's going on over here, or here's the conversation I had. Help me think through how I want to navigate it. And I, I, it's hard to express how, how beneficial that was. Mm-hmm. But even now, I mean, the relationships built at Park and in the residency uh, have served me in this first month. I mean, there's even a few weeks ago, just a moment, a week of some discouragement and some of the quickest people to reach out to me were fellow residents and to care for me well. So it's uh, it's a partnership, praise God, I think will last for a long time down the road. Amen. And uh, I would not, you know, this this the position we're in would not have happened had not Park been open to... Uh, you know, caring for me in that way. One of the things I really was really encouraged uh, about with you very early on in, in the residency was your heart as a pastor, your pastor's heart for the people of Stony Fork, right? Mm-hmm. You know, during our pastoral prayer before service, um, our staff, prayer staff, you'd often pray for the preaching of the word here at Stony Fork and pray for specific members. And when we would go around the, the, the room and pray at residency meetings, you'd be praying for people by name, um, and I love your uh, diligence in just doing the work of a pastor. You know, uh, I would just say, hey, I want you to go find someone to disciple. And you did. And like just sprinkled things in front of you and you went after. It was really encouraging. So let's say uh, people from Park Baptist Church are listening to this, right? Um, why should Park Baptist Church continue to invest in a residency? We know it takes a lot of time from the staff. Uh, it takes you know, financial investment from our church to be able to do that. Um, as someone who's maybe benefited from it, right, what would you say to our congregation to say, here's why I think that you guys should continue to do this? Sure. Uh, it looks to me like it's God's design and scripture for raising up uh, men as elders in a church. I mean, Paul poured into Timothy. Paul instructed Timothy to uh, teach other men who will be to be able to teach others also. So, uh the, the, you know, the primary reason to continue is because it seems to me like it's the biblical design. Um, practically, again, just the, the benefits I have of, of pastoring here, but having those relationships is, is so huge. Uh, a month in, right, not too much experience, but feeling the early weight of pastoral ministry, uh, I can't imagine doing that alone. Yeah, and so having having a partnership that where who where people have seriously invested in me, not just uh, a phone call, but of time and resources uh, into my life and ministry are huge, yeah. and more pastors need that. Well, Amen. I, I know many memory many members of our congregation have uh, lived um, with you, have been in your home. Um, you and your uh, wife have been a wonderful uh, blessing to be able to open up your home uh, to people in uh, in our church and in this church. How has hospitality kind of shaped itself in terms of your own uh, ministry? Hospitality is is huge for us. I'm I think naturally more introverted, so it, it can be a challenge for me to start that first conversation. But the easiest thing I can do is say. We'd love to have you guys over for dinner sometime, and uh, and then it's you know it makes everything way more comfortable. So it's a huge benefit for me personally, yeah. but then to have extended time in my house to really hear somebody's story, somebody's heart, what brings them joy, what brings them 
what they're struggling with. Uh, it is something that it can be done in the 10-minute window on Sunday mornings, and it should be done then, but it's just a greater opportunity in my own house. And uh, praise God, Christina loves to have people over and to cook for large groups of people. And so that makes it, you know, easy for me. Yeah, but, amen. Uh, so you become a pastor, and you said, uh, you used the word several times in your brief discussion, uh, description of how what's been going on, weight. You feel the weight of pastoral ministry. Hmm. Maybe you want to tell us a little bit more. How does that weight show itself? Why do you feel that weight? Sure. There's the weight of the responsibility that um, as an under-shepherd of Christ, we have to shepherd the souls under our care. So uh, there, there's, I think that weight, will, will it should never leave. Um, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Ten and a half years in, it hasn't left me yet. <laughs> then there's um, the weight of every decision. You know, it's it's um, the church is is looking at your every decision and is uh, critiquing your every decision, and so uh, those critiques may be very right, and they should be brought to me or to elders or whoever, but. But there is a weight to that. Um, and, and so, uh, yeah, I think a, a month in, there's been a healthy balance for me of feeling that weight of everyone's watching your your decisions and you want you have to make decisions that please the Lord and are good for the church. Uh, but there's also the, those same joys of just when the church encourages you, a note of encouragement has meant so much more to me than probably ever has <laughs> in my life. Yeah. Um, so talk a little bit more about those those joys, because obviously we know that pastoral ministry is going to be hard, right? There's unique pressures and weights, like you mentioned, as, as a pastor. Uh, and yet it's a joyful thing to shepherd God's people, right? So absolutely. So you've been at it a month. Maybe, maybe share just maybe a couple snapshots of the joy you've experienced as a pastor. Absolutely. Um, I've been meeting with... Uh, one gentleman walking through the Gospel of Matthew. Every time we meet, it is a incredible joy because we it's just wanting to know the Word. We read through it and we talk about it together. Uh, seeing uh, things in the Word uh, just shine for him is a huge joy for me. Uh, I, there's been incredible joys standing at the door as the congregation is leaving service, and someone will just you know whisper in my ear. Thank you for everything you're doing. I mean, that's that lifts so much of that weight off my shoulders. Um, but but really seeing people who are hungry for the word, that that's a, a joy every time. And, or seeing someone where, where something clicks for them and they take joy in in hearing the word preached or whatever it is, is it it truly is a privilege. Praise God. Praise God. Uh, well, obviously, you have probably lots of things that we could be, be praying for you about. The list sure. is long. You can text me later. But maybe <laughs> what we can pray for you now, anything going on that we can uh, bring before the Lord. I think for us, it's just to be faithful every day. For me personally, to be faithful and loving my family well, uh, loving and loving the church well, and balancing those in a godly way. 
that's been our prayer from the beginning and will continue to be be our prayer. Amen. <laughs> Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for Mark and Christina and just their love for you. We thank you so much in your providence that you led them to Park Baptist Church for a season. Um, and we were able to be a conduit to help them land here at Stony Fork Community Church. And we thank you so much for what's happening here and the word that's going forth. Thank you that people are, are seeing Christ as the, as the king, uh, the one who delivers us from the wrath that is to come uh, through the book of Thessalonians, uh, even, even these last several uh, weeks. We pray, God, for our brother. We pray, God, that as he um, is ministering, we pray that you would uh, help him be faithful. Help him be faithful to first and foremost to you, that his affections would be stirred in the Lord Jesus, that you would find joy not in his ministry, uh, but that his name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. We pray you be faithful to his, wa- uh, to his dear wife, Christina, and to his children. We pray, God, that you would help him shepherd them in the fear and admonition of the Lord. And we pray, God, as a pastor, Lord, we know that he will not be a perfect pastor, but we pray that he be a faithful one, that he would proclaim Christ, um, teaching and admonishing everyone here, um, that they may become mature in Christ. We pray, God, that he would labor with all the energy that you have so graciously given him so that Christ would be formed in the people of Stony Fork. We pray that this work would be fruitful in your eyes. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.